We are back with the Pay to Play podcast. I'm James Edzikowski and Frank Geib here with you. Episode 97. Uh, it's been a little while. I think probably April. You know, you guys have probably thought we were dormant, taking a little little hibernation for the summer. And you might be right, but football is back and we are so ready to get into it. And um, Frank, first of all, great to see you wearing your Browns hat. I'm great to see you, James. As we're recording this Thursday, August 31st, Labor Day weekend up ahead, college football back in session. Um, it's it's going to be a, a fun season and one that as a diehard Guardians fan that I am, I'm, I'm ready for some football without a doubt. Uh, their season's not over just yet, uh, but we'll get into all that. We'll start with a little rundown of all the sports that, you know, we weren't updating you on on a weekly, bi-weekly basis as we used to do, but now for special occasions like this, the, the opening college football weekend, Labor Day, uh, we're back with you. And Frank, I think to, to kick us off, you've got a good fun fact. Uh, as, as we like to do to start a, start us off. Yeah, we're, we're it's great to see you too, James. And we're still trekking towards 100 episodes, episode 97. It's great to be back. And we have another fun fact for the people. This one's, I mean, I, I didn't even believe this at first. I had to do a, a few Google searches on this. But in 1982, the NFL MVP award was won by Mark Mosley. And guess his position? He was a kicker for the Washington Redskins, the only kicker ever to win the award. It was a shortened season. I think every team only played like nine regular season games that year's edge. It was uh, okay. some strike year. But 1982, he went 20 for 21 that year, set a record at the time with greater than 95% um, accuracy on his field goal attempts. I think won them a couple games late. And so he he won the MVP award. I think that's just uh, the Browns have a bit of a kicking uh, turnover situation that's come about this past couple of weeks. So it's it's interesting to just point out that, the, you know, a kicker can win an MVP. That's pretty remarkable. I, and props to you on the hard hitting research there. Um, so that I take it the Redskins won the Super Bowl that year. Uh, he only went to two Pro Bowls. And as a career, he was a 65% kicker. Like that's not very good. But that year, dynamite over 95%. Um, that's pretty. He played for Cleveland for a little bit. So we, we could bring him back if uh, who's our new kicker now? Uh, Dustin Hopkins, that's the guy. So, no, very, very time relevant here as, as long as Mosley. I mean, he might not be alive, but he's got to be alive. 75, 75 still going strong. There you go. Nice. Well, congrats yeah, to Mark Mosley on a great award. Save that for your next trivia night. The next time they ask, uh, only NFL kicker, but you would think he'd be in the Hall of Fame for something like that. But no, I mean, 65%, that's not going to get it done. There's there's not that many kickers in the NFL uh, or Pro Football Hall of Fame, I should say. Um, Phil Dawson should get there. Justin Tucker will get there for sure. Oh, well, that, he's I think already on pace to be the, yeah. the guy. Phil uh, Dawson, you think he'd get in? I don't know what his actual like, career stats are, but he was an eighty three percent kicker for his career. I mean, that's that's in pretty solid. Too. Yeah. So I I probably not realistically, but you never know. Hopefully. Joe Thomas got in, right, this year? Oh, yeah, that's right. After the, the Browns won a, a big Hall of Fame game against Aaron Rodgers and the Jets, and that's one game that I've got circled on the calendar. We're going to wrap things up with NFL, but this fun fact got me going with it. Browns get – I think that's the highlight on my calendar, just as a, as a football fan. You get Aaron Rodgers and the Jets coming into Cleveland Thursday night football, December 28th, so smack that wow. between Christmas and New Year's. You'll be in Cleveland. Let's go. Oh, I, I will, and – uh, God help me, I should be on West Sixth Street uh, or West Ninth, whatever it is, having oh, cool. a little bit of a little bit too much fun that afternoon. Yeah, will not be working that day. So yeah, looking forward to the football season. I think it's very appropriate to uh, pay a little bit of attention to the the rest of the sports that we kind of omitted the last couple of months. So I mentioned baseball early on. Um, you know, final. These are what they call the dog days of summer, especially once you know America as, as a whole turns its turns its attention to football. Um, baseball does start winding up. There's not as many, you know, big national storylines. Of course, the Angels went for it with Otani, and he was having a historical season and then does tear his UCL. He's still batting, but not pitching, and who knows what's going to happen with his offseason contract as a result of that. Um, depends whether they go for Tommy John or do a surgery with it. So still a lot to unpack there, but... I mean, the Yankees, I mean, for me, a great storyline is the Yankees are sub-500, likely to miss the the playoffs for the first time in 
what seems like the last decade, but I mean, always good to see them implode. Um, you know, when you look at the national league, the Braves are just, they looks like the Braves and Dodgers are like head and shoulders above everybody else. But then you do have the Phillies who were the national league representative in the world series last year. Um, that they could be heating up at the right time. So I, I think, yeah, beyond that, the, the storylines are kind of few and far between on the baseball side, but, uh, the guards did make some moves today, you know, five games back, they get three against the twins next week. They added three pitchers that were on waivers by those same angels. We talked about that, that they have officially said to hell with it. And they said, we'll, we'll recoup some of our money on these guys that we went for it with, uh, just a month ago at the trade deadline. So, uh, Ronaldo Lopez and Matt Moore will shore up the bullpen a little bit. And Lucas Giolito, former White Sox, uh, who pitched against Cleveland pretty well in my, it, just as far as my memory goes, he's a guy that'll eat some innings for you. Uh, he'll take kind of center guard spot because they, we had center guard for a hot minute there for a month. You and I were you already got rid of him. Oh yeah. He got uh, designated for assignment. He pitched really well. The game we saw, uh, shut down the blue Jays for one run and, nearly six innings so uh yeah funny how that happens quickly but that's that's our tribute to the mlb season uh as a whole you think the guardians have a little magic in them in september here um i mean big big two and one against the twins this past week and we we got to at least go two and one again in this upcoming series we got with them but we get the rays right now i think a three game series so so that's going to be tough i mean we probably got to go four and two against the rays and twins back to back and then we're then we're in the conversation going into the middle of September, late late September. Yeah, I think that's very true. I think you basically got to hold your pants and say five games back you, right now. You got to win every series the rest of the way. I think you lose one, you're jeopardizing it. You know, they've done themselves a disservice underperforming the way they did early. And yeah, the injury bug has not helped. And the bats certainly have just been the big question mark throughout the year. So Cole Calhoun is trying to lead that resurgence and Ramon Laureano kind of beefing up the middle of the order. Um, it's words I didn't think I would be saying that I didn't think were coming out of my mouth, <laughs> but uh, here we are. And twins twins did not make any waiver claims. I think they tried, but they were lower on the totem pole than uh, some some of these other, other teams that did make acquisitions, the Reds being another one. Um, so yeah, it's really a matter of, can you, uh, can you muster up some series wins? I'm actually gonna be on a work trip out in San Fran uh, a couple weeks from now, and I'll catch them out there. And that's really the pivotal, you know, if they're not within three games there by the second week of September, I think you're you're asking for trouble. But 2013, we did it. We won 10 straight games to end the year and snuck in the wild card. This is not going to be a wild card year. You're going yeah, to take down. Central or bust. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, how about the West? I'm just looking at the records right now. Mariners, Astros are tied up. Um they have different records, but just one one more win, one, one less loss. And then the Rangers are only a game back in the West, so that's a fun little division to watch. Yeah, no, definitely the Rangers went for it this year. DeGrom got hurt, but that hasn't slowed them down much at all. They added Scherzer. They're kind of a fun team, and for once, it's not the Astros running away with the division. The, the Mariners, the way they were neck and neck with the Guardians probably – near the midway point of the season, and they've just gone on a tear. I think I saw something to the effect of they won like 21 games in the month of August here. So mm-hmm. no slouches over there in Seattle. Um, yeah, who do, you, who do you like right now? You got to take a World Series champ. So I'll get some slack for this. So I think I was Padres at the beginning of the year, and uh, that has not aged well as they have about a similar record. To I think the I was Angels, so yeah, that aged mm-hmm. worse. That's okay. Just but about as bad. If I had to go right now, I really like the Brewers in the NL. In the NL, I think. Okay, yeah, I said Braves, Dodgers are head and shoulders. Then, yeah, but you don't want to be a, a young talent. Yeah. Uh, Christian Yelich is having an under the radar, uh, very good season. He'll probably be a top ten MVP vote vote finish. Um, but then I the other team I mentioned there is that that Phillies roster who went last year. They add Trey Turner, and he's heating up like none other. So I just don't know if they have the pitching to get there. So I'm, I'm kind of an NL guy uh, when it comes this year. Uh, I think I said the same thing last year. But I'm rooting for the Rays in the AL to, to make it back. Uh, I, I I don't know. I just always love that they're a small market team, does it the right way, and Yandy Diaz is still the, the one who got away. Uh, I'm, in to get, I'm in to get on the Milwaukee train. I'm going to cheer for the Brewers. 
It's a nice town, the city of Milwaukee. I, I used like... to love. I used to love Prince Fielder. <laughs> Ryan Braun too. Yeah, Ryan Braun. They had a, yeah, Ryan Braun. Steroid Ryan Braun. They had a good team. Yeah. <laughs> All right, let's let's put a wrap on the baseball. We got plenty of football, but also want to touch on the golf, just because I'm a Victor Hovland fan through and through, and he's now king of the golf world. Basically, we've got the Ryder Cup coming up in about a month, but Victor went on a tear to end the FedEx Cup playoffs, and um, want to get your take, I guess, on on the Ryder Cup coming up, and uh, Justin Thomas making the I, I, Justin Thomas makes the field. Keegan Bradley goes on a little Twitter, you know, tire. I don't know what to what to make of that, but. Yeah, if you go on recent performance, JT's probably not there. But if you go on Ryder Cup history, he's got a compelling case, does he not? Um, yeah, you go on history, he's got a case. But I, I don't think he deserved to make the team. I mean, you want guys who are have been in form all season. It's not like that he played great two years ago. That doesn't mean he's going to play great this year. Like, so I think, I think the picks were pretty bad, personally. Um, I don't even know if Sam Burns should have been picked. I, I kind of think Keegan Bradley. I think Glover has a big argument to be made that he should have made it with his performance uh, in the FedEx Cup playoffs. So I, I don't know. It's, I mean, at the end of the day, I still think the Europeans are going to win either way. That's actually my take. The way Victor Hovland's playing, uh, Roy McIlroy, obviously probably one of the best players in the world, John Rahm right there with them. So I think the U.S. has their hands full either way, whoever they put out there. Um, and it's in Europe. It's in Rome, which is, I mean, uh, that'll be interesting to see. But I'm, I'm looking forward to it. But I, I mean, the U.S. I don't think has won in Europe since I think they said 1993. So it's it's been 30 years since the U.S. has won in Europe, and um, it's probably going to be another four years, in my opinion. Well, and what's crazy about that is Europe is still a betting underdog. Um, I actually did lock in a little price a couple couple weeks ago, maybe actually probably on the Europeans. Oh, on the Europeans, they're like <laughs> that's a good value bet. I'll I'll, I'll accept that. I think they're like plus 160. I mean, I love, yeah, I love America as much as the next guy, but not enough to uh, turn a blind eye to some value. So I, <laughs> I, I saw some value there with the, the form. Um, but yeah, I mean, what it was in 2021, they held it in uh, Wisconsin, whistling straights there. And the U.S. kind of won without too much, uh, without too much issue. But yeah, it, we'll see. Cause it's a different type of team, you know, no Dustin Johnson, no Patrick Reed. There's definitely a new age. I, I think, uh, New age, but of course you do have the, some of those carryovers like you're talking about. I mean, I think the Europeans have the three best golfers in the world right now. I mean, Scotty Scheffler would be the other guy, but I just named the three. Rahm, McElroy, and, and Hovland right now are three of the four best. So I I think they have the advantage. And I mean, they, they round out a pretty solid team as well. Sepp Straka, Tommy Fleetwood, uh, Terrell Hatton. They have some guys over there. So it's going to be it's gonna be tough for the U.S. I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Um, golf's winding down. But uh, looking forward to the Ryder Cup at, yeah, at the end of the month. But September 29th, so last weekend of September, beginning of October, football season's in full swing by then. It's on a weekend, but given that it's in Rome, you should have early morning action. You know, people should not. Yeah, you know, I, like, I think they're teeing off morning. at like 3 in the morning uh, for wow. Eastern Standard Time for us, basically. So it, it'll be good where, yeah, I mean, that's probably the first group going off. So, yeah, the last group, you should be catching a full nine holes at least. All right, you know, good reason to get up. They have a yeah, if you're into that sort of thing, a cup of coffee. Um, yeah. I, I'm not, but I'll I'll get a bagel, maybe a donut, maybe a chocolate milk. You know, I'll, I'll you know, I've actually funny enough, I became a coffee guy when I went to Italy, when I went to Europe. Um, started drinking their Americanos over there, and just now I've been a coffee guy for the past year, year plus. Ever since. All right, yeah. well, I'll do a quick plug for you then, because. Uh, You'll, yeah, I think there's a little rumor in the works that you will be making a trip down to North Carolina, a little golf trip. Guy Golf will make an appearance and we'll get some courses in this area. That won't be till November, but I do have a coffee machine in my apartment now that I, <laughs> uh, my girlfriend uh, all, but, all but demanded it. So I, I com complied, even though I don't drink it myself. So uh, you, will, you will have an Americano uh, at your disposal if you so wish. Looking forward to it. I'll plug Breeze Airways. Great price on the trip. Less than $300 round trip. And that includes a carry-on and a checked bag for my golf bag. So can't beat it. Non be a fun weekend. Non-stop. Yeah. Columbus Beautiful. to Raleigh. It's going to be great. Um, anything else in, in the rest of the sports world? Uh, the U.S. Open tennis is going on right now. Um, I hope we get a Novak Djokovic. And what's the guy from Spain? I forget. Alcaraz. Carlos, yeah, Carlos, Carlos Alcaraz, he is so good. That dude is going to win 30 majors. 
but when it's all said and done. <laughs> he, he very well could. He's got the talent. He's he's special. Um, but Djokovic needs one more, I think, to break the or to to he. I think he already has the all-time men's record, but he would tie the all-time record like men and women's for for grand Sl- or majors. I, I'm more tuned in on the women's side. Uh, Iga Svientek, the Polak herself, uh, she's she's number one in the women's tennis world, and I hope she brings it home. Uh, struggled at Wimbledon and you know wasn't able to do it, but love to see her bring that home. What's crazy about that is you know that gets going here to Labor Day weekend, and, and football does overshadow it a little bit. But New York City, I mean, they get great crowds, and um, I was watching just earlier today. John Isner, the North Carolina native himself like six foot seven, six foot eight guy retired um, you know, after his match, said he was going to be done <laughs> five sets. Uh, so he was up two sets to nil and, and choked. What, what a, what a tough way to bow out. Yeah. I don't know if I could bow out after that. <laughs> that would be a pretty tough way to go. He, he announced it before the tournament. So he's got to be a man of his word and just yeah. fade off now. But all right. Yeah. Tennis is also, you know, heating up in that regard, but I think the, the real meat and potatoes here. The reason we're recording this episode is football is back. College football this weekend, tonight. I said I was wearing my Wake Forest shirt. They're taking on Elon here in North Carolina. We've got Utah, Florida tonight. We're not going to dive into those games specifically because by the time you listen to this tomorrow, this weekend, um, you know, that'll be long gone. But I think with college football in full swing, we'll just kind of go top to bottom with it. What What's out there this week? What's out there this season that you should keep an eye on? Uh, any teams that we think have the chance to to go the distance. Um, I, I think, you know, as, as Ohio State, we talked about kickers at the top of the episode, kicking at the college level is uh, what what brought some fans to their knees at, at around midnight on last New Year's. Um, you know, still painful, a little PTSD to, to talk. Is, is, is Ruggles back on the team? Does he have another year? Oh, no, no, they've got a new, oh, new okay. kicker. So he was a graduate senior at that point. Um, so... Yeah, so Ohio State gets Indiana this week to kick things off. But, you know, I don't know if there's any huge, you know, what I would call a marquee must-see matchup week one. You do get uh, LSU, L- Florida yeah, State. That's the big game. That's the one. It's Sunday night, um, and that, that's, that will be pretty pretty darn good, I think. That was an instant classic last year. Um, had a crazy finish for, for Florida State to win. And um, both teams now are, have a lot higher expectation this year. Both teams think playoff or bust, I think, honestly. Um, I'm pretty high on LSU. And, and I, Florida State, I'm not sold on yet. But I think LSU is going to have, have some success in the SEC again. Okay. All right. And, I mean, it's a top-10 matchup. Both teams, like you said, yeah, it's playoff playoff um, dreams. And it was Florida State that pulled that out last year, winning by one. And – this year, Jordan Travis returns another another year under his belt, and it's Jaden Daniels. So, two quarterbacks that I think, you know, they're they're not up there on the Heisman list, but they're not down there either. I think Caleb Williams is your kind of clear clear favorite to repeat, but there's a reason people don't repeat. Um, you know, since Archie Griffin, it just doesn't happen because one, they're competing against everyone else, but also voters do look at the stats of what did you do last year, and Caleb Williams. Was just that unreal last year that if he doesn't put up the same stat line or better, I think they're going to probably look in another direction. I think he needs he needs to beat Utah and he needs to win the Pac-12 championship. If he does that, I'd I'd, I'd give him the uh, I'd give him the Heisman if he puts up similar numbers to what he did. I mean, unless someone comes out of nowhere and, and puts up like a Joe Burrow type season from, from 2019. Sure. Uh, any any I'll, I'll give you mine because it's another Week One game. It's at UNC versus South Carolina. Uh, yeah, that's that a great game. Down in Charlotte, that's that's Saturday night. That'll be the primetime matchup then. Um, I, you know, my girlfriend, Rachel, went to North Carolina, so I'm throwing the bias out there. I, I've always been a Heels supporter. Um, but I think they have just enough in the tank that they could could surprise some people. It's, you know, it's the clear Clemson, Florida State at the top of the ACC. Um but getting South Carolina. I mean, they have they have a Heisman hopeful at quarterback, right? Drake May. That's exactly what I was going to say. I like the value on him. He was like plus 2,000, plus 2,200. I was like, yeah, that kid was a, he was a stud last year as a true freshman. Younger brother of uh, Luke May, the guy that hit the shot to beat Kentucky. So it's all in, all in the family, um, the athleticism there. So he's looking to make a name for himself uh, as well. So... On that note, yeah, I I, I kind of do like the heels in that one. Funny story for you on uh, on that matchup. So the 
day we went to the, I'm trying to think. No, it wasn't that day, but the, I was thinking about the Guardians game that we went to, but it was a week after the fact. They opened a sports book outside the, the stadium, um, outside the baseball stadium. It's like a little small Fanatics thing just outside center yeah. field. And Paul Shuey, old reliever for the for the tribe back in the 90s and early 2000s, I think. I, I don't know how long he stuck around, but he was making the ceremonial first bet. Uh, you know, when they debut a sports book, they always have someone to go throw a bet on something. <laughs> and that day they ended up doing a double header uh, because it got rained out the day before. And so there was nobody there when Paul Shuey did like the ceremonial first bet. But I walked in and I asked, well, I have to ask, what did Paul, what did Paul throw on? And he said, uh, oddly enough, he went with the Tar Heels minus two and a half uh, week one against uh, South Carolina. So he's a grad of of UNC and Paul Shuey, he was a, he was an Ohio native and he moved to North Carolina when he was 10 and ironically grew up in Raleigh, North Carolina, where I am now. So he did uh, made a similar move familiar on both sides and he took the heels week one. So I'm tailing him with that play. That's my pick of the week, taking the minus two and a half on Saturday night. I like it. I'll tail, I'm tailing, um, I don't even know what the bet is though. Tom Fornelli, I, I listened to the Barstool uh, Pardon My Take podcast, and he he was on today, and he loves Texas Tech minus fourteen against I want to say Wyoming on on Saturday. He says Texas Tech should be a three touchdown favorite. Sorry, my dog is barking in the background. Zad, you take over. I'm gonna mute. Oh, with all due respect, we love Mally's voice. We want to get her opinions on on the takes too, but uh, yeah, Manny over here is quiet as we roll through looking at that Week One slate. Um, I, I, you know who else? I kind of like I kind of like Indiana to cover the spread. I think Indiana like, against I think, Ohio, I think Ohio State's like thirty-five and a half. Yeah, it's thirty. I saw thirty. Okay, okay. Well, Ryan Day's yeah. lost his touch a little bit. I think it's he's keeping this quarterback controversy going. I still don't think we know who's going to get the first snap on on Saturday. Um, and I just think that adds a little pressure to the QB to play well, and they can make a mistake here or there. And Indiana's just getting hated. Um, Who's their coach? Tom Allen. He's on everyone's hot seat this year uh, to get to get fired. So, so I like Indiana to come out with a little fighting spirit. First game of the year. I mean, I think the Buckeyes will, will win by a few touchdowns, but I, I like them to cover the spread. I respect that. I'm not. I'm not going to touch the thirty line. They did announce it'll be Kyle McCord okay. starting, but you know he'll have the link up with Marvin Harrison Jr. Neither of us mentioned him for Heisman. It, it hasn't. It's been you know almost what is it? 20 years since there's been a non-quarterback? No, no, Devontae Smith won. Oh, yeah, sorry. He, 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 but it's a, it's a quarterback award. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I blanked out on that. So it is a quarterback award. The only other guy I looked at that I was like, ah, you know, I could see a little value there is Braylon Allen from Wisconsin. I thought he, as a running back, the way Wisconsin pumps out running backs, Luke Fickle there, I think they're deemed to have a pretty solid year. Could I could see them winning the Big Ten West. I think that's my uh, my take there. Do you have a you have a college football playoff pick pick going? You I you know I woke up this morning and no I didn't, but I can, but I can right now. And I I think uh, Alabama is a team that oh everyone's saying Georgia's gonna go for the three peat. I think Alabama not coming in. They're ranked below Ohio State and Michigan. Michigan's two, OSU's three. I I think Alabama those those are the types of years. So talk about a quarterback. You know they're they're kind of keeping it under wraps. Uh, they've got Tyler Buckner from Notre Dame, the transfer. They've got Milrow. Uh, I don't know who's going to be taking taking the reins there officially, but I do like Alabama to, uh, seems like those years where they're not making as much noise in the preseason, that's kind of when they, they come out at, at their best. So I, I have them solidly in one of the spots. I don't know how you steer away from Georgia because yeah, the two yeah. of them don't play each other. And if, if they're both undefeated going into that, SEC championship game. Um, they both get in. They basically. do. I mean, that's just the way it, it works. It's unfortunate. So I believe this is the last year until we get the 12 team playoff. And with the conference realignment, it's also the last year of the Pac 12 as we know it. Uh, it's really going to be kind of a, a year of less in, in this college football season. So give me Georgia and Alabama. I, I mean, that's boring kind of chalk. Um, Man, I, you take you got to take Ohio State. You can't take Michigan. No, I well, I think there's a better case to be made for Penn State than than Michigan necessarily. 
I think um, Penn, Penn State's on upset watch this week. West Virginia coming week, for week one, you think? Like, like 25 point underdogs. <laughs> yeah, something like that. Um, yeah, but I can't even get a money line. You can't, you can't find it yet. <laughs> I'll find it live. All right, fair enough. No, but Penn State, they get Michigan at home. It's a noon game. Um, it's a noon game in I like the pick. early November. I think, you know, if, if Penn State loses, they go to Columbus. They could be that team that if Ohio State runs the table and they Penn State has one loss on their schedule, doesn't win the Big Ten title, they could, you know, I don't think we see two Big Ten, two SEC. Like that, that's just unfortunately a real, like it's a possibility. If USC slips up, they don't run that's, the table. That, Desmond Howard, and, or Pat McAfee and uh, Herb Street both had um, Georgia, Alabama, Ohio State, Michigan as their playoff. That's so boring, but I, I would, I kind of think the Nittany Lions have a case to be made with Drew Aller being the guy taking over the reins there. They have a pretty, pretty good defense too, from what I've read. Um, so we'll see how that, that airs out. I know you think they might go down here week one, but we'll see. <laughs> My, I'm, I'm going, so I have, I have a pretty ridiculous, I mean, it's not that ridiculous, but it's a little more fun. I have Ohio state out of the big 10, um, I have USC out of the Pac-12 before the conference realignment. Okay. I have LSU out of the SEC. I think they're going to be a, a one or two loss SEC champion. I mean, if they lose Florida State, I think they might be a two loss SEC champ. Um, but they're going to get in by beating Georgia in the title game. Okay. And then, and then I have Texas out of the Big 12 before they leave. Texas is going to have a great year. They're going to win the Big 12. Maybe run the table. Um, they're underrated this year. They've never been underrated. So. Um, I like Texas Quinn, Quinn Ewers. I don't know how you pronounce the last name. Something like that. He's going to have a bounce. Big year. Big year for Quinn. He might be drafted next year, first round. Watch out. All right. I like that. So one one team we haven't mentioned at this point, and it'd be sacrilegious not to do so, um, the Notre Dame Fighting Irish. Looked good in Ireland last weekend. Um, it's, it's definitely a, a, a schedule that I don't think many teams would want to play. But as an independent, they do. There's no doubt about the s- schedule strength. So if they go 11-1, and one, they definitely could sneak in. I think wouldn't even be sneaking too much. But they get USC at home. That's a, a night game in the middle of October. They go to Clemson in early November. And Clemson's another team. They get, you know, they get rid of DJU, who was, you know, kind of holding them back a little bit. And he's over there at Oregon State now. But uh, Clemson's got Clay, or Cade Klubnick is the guy's name. Yeah. Um, so if you get the Buckeyes early in the year, it's like one premier game each month. I if they go two and one against that, yeah, they have a great argument. I mean, God bless them. Sam Hartman looks pretty the good. Fighting, the fighting Hartmans, that's what Marty yeah. was calling them. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, I'll give them credit. I mean, they looked the part. It was Navy under a new head coach, though, so got to take that with a grain of salt. Yeah. Um, I I want to give them give them their flowers a little bit though. Cause I think just to have a schedule strength like that, you got, uh, you're coming off a, a year where, all right, they played Ohio State tough at the beginning of last year. And I think they're going to give them hell um, in, in South Bend. I really do. That's a game that as a Buckeye fan, I remember last year, it wasn't a comfortable game to watch. It was no. not a, uh, not one of those that you came out feeling all that good about. Um, yeah, and especially against an experienced quarterback this year, like Hartman, it's going to be, yeah, it's going to be a tough game to win, but um, I, I like the Notre Dame pick. Um, I mean, Clemson or Florida state are kind of the picks out of the ACC to maybe make it in the playoffs. So there's, I think it's wide open. I think it's going to be tough to get two teams from the same conference this year, but, and if any conference does it, I think it's the SEC, but people are saying Ohio state and Michigan can both run the table until they meet and could both get in again. I'm I'm curious on that look ahead line for Ohio State at Notre Dame. I mean, they can't be more than a field goal favorite. I don't think I you know see I I don't work in Vegas. I don't know anyone that does. I'm not going to pretend to, but I I got to think that's within a touchdown spread. And then at Michigan too, where you've lost the last two years, is there still some favoritism there based on the way they finished their season and Michigan did last year? I don't know. That's got to be pretty close to a pick'em. So. Yeah, to, to just blindly say OSU, you know, has a has a clear rush to the playoff. It's not an easy schedule for the Buckeyes either. They have to play at Wisconsin, who I said, you know, they've got Luke Fickle, a former Buckeye himself. That they're gonna have people throwing their best punches at them like they do every year. But to go from hosting Penn State to 
to Camp Randall at Wisconsin end of October. I mean, oof, not not a slouch slouch of a schedule either. So we'll see how uh, it all unfolds. I I don't if you had, if I had to name a national champion right now, I I don't know if I could because I I guess I would pick Alabama, which is kind of boring. Um, which I I also don't want to do, not knowing their quarterback situation. So there's a reason I have not laid any money on that just yet, but we're in the business of making predictions. So if I had to gun to my head right now, I would say the Crimson Tide. My my prediction is uh, Kyle McCord goes down against Notre Dame and Devin Brown steps up and leads the Buckeyes to a national title the rest of the way. Wow. That is pretty graphic. Do you care to you know elaborate what type of injury? No? no? Uh, Achilles explodes. Wow. wow. <laughs> okay. On that note, uh, well, we should wrap up the college football segment here. Uh, actually, can, we can't end it like that. We do have to. Uh, who's your Heisman? Uh, I, I, you like put, Caleb Williams? Put, no, I put a little money on uh, Drake May. So I think he's he's my uh, value play there. Um, I will say one, one team that I just did a random uh, future on. I kind of liked the Kansas Jayhawks over six victories in the Big 12. Ooh, uh, do they still have that QB? Yeah. So we talked about Jay Din Daniels at LSU. Jay Lynn Daniels at Kansas. He can run around with the best of them. He's he's brought some life. Last year, they sold out a game. I mean, they, they were a team that was under the radar every week to start the year. He went down and got hurt for a little bit. Uh, they fell off the map a little. But I think six wins, you know, to beat – you get six wins, you become bowl eligible, you push that bet. I think they're a little bit better than that. Um, in the Big 12 this year, besides Texas, who you mentioned, I don't think they have any world beaters over there. Um, I think they're going to have you know six, seven, eight winnable games. Uh, maybe they do surprise someone along the way. I, I, my pick would be Caleb Williams, like if I really think who's going to win. But a, a guy I actually think is going to have a really good chance is uh, J.J. McCarthy, the quarterback for Michigan. I think he's going to put up some some big numbers in this non-conference schedule for Michigan and probably play pretty well in the entire season in the Big Ten. So I think he'll actually be a, a guy getting invited to New York as well. All right. That's fair. Yeah, fair enough. Not, not trying to be a homer. You know, I did take Ohio State to win it all, but okay. J.J. McCarthy will be in New York. Fair enough. Yeah, and he he looked the part last year. He made stepped up and made some throws when he had to. He, he's got a little bit of that uh, edge to him, I think. You know, yeah. I don't know if it's hockiness. I don't know if it's confidence. It's somewhere blended along that line, but he's he's got some spunk. Let's put it that. Dave way. Portnoy would call him a Michigan man. Yeah, that's that's correct. Yep. All <laughs> right, moving right along. Um, let's NFL? talk. You want to talk uh, the professional sport, NFL football? We're a week away from that. People are doing their fantasy drafts. It's fantasy draft season. Uh, you got Jonathan Taylor officially sitting out the Colts. You mentioned, um, or we didn't mention, but Anthony Richardson being the guy starting down there. Um, I guess you did mention you took him in one of your dynasty league. Yeah. Um, but the in the pro ranks of, of NFL football, um, the Browns are in a weird spot. I mean, one of the... It's actually, it's a nice thing to be in a weird spot. You know, there's usually so many years where you could easily pencil them in in that three or four spot in the division this year. You could make an argument for, you know, two. One's maybe a stretch. You would really have to. I don't know. We could be one or four. Well, we like, could. We, that, we could be anywhere. trying to make. Pittsburgh just f- go, finds a way to go 500 every year. So They do. And the Bengals do have Joe Burrow. Uh, and the, But the, my big thing with them is they lost some defensive pieces. They're not the same Bengals that, that, you know, they didn't win every game with their offense. Sure, they have the explosiveness with their wide receiving core and, and a, a franchise quarterback, but that defense was a big part of what they did, especially when that offense did hit a little bit of a lull or some obstacles. So, um, yeah, I think the Browns are, like, near in, in Vegas. It's like a 50-50, do they make the playoffs or not, which is kind of an awesome spot to be. I don't know if they've ever had a season where that's been the case. Even the year after they went to the playoffs with Baker, I don't remember. Where I think they, it was about 50-50. It was then. about that after that year. Too. I think, yeah. I mean, it would make sense. We won a playoff game the year before. Mm-hmm. That's fair. But I'm pretty – I mean, I'm feeling really good about the Browns. I got the hat on right now. I <laughs> I, I think the Bengals are going to just have a slight down year. I mean, they've gone Super Bowl AFC title back-to-back years. They're, I think they're going to regress a little bit more. Burroughs, I don't know. There might be some contract issues there. Why has he not been paid? 
No, just give it some time. I don't. I wouldn't <laughs> read too much into that. I don't know if the Bengals can afford them. I think that front office is a little short on money. They they need another paycor deal for the stadium. I don't think that's the case. There's <laughs> salary cap in the league. It's not like they haven't been able to fill out their payroll. It's it's not like we're we're talking. I don't know. Every every day they don't pay him, it's going up. I think Justin Herbert made his made Burrow's contract basically have to go up. I think. You want to since you mentioned Herbert, you want to give it right now. Give our finance blend. I don't know if we're going to do a full market talk segment today. No, no, we won't. My my fun fact: Burr or Herbert gets a five-year, two hundred sixty-two and a half million contract. Interest rates, guys. Interest rates are up. Uh, You probably see it a lot with mortgage rates, but just the general interest environment. Feds raising rates. There may be pausing now, so that could be good for stocks, but. you can now earn basically 5% in just a money market fund. So that's just like basically keeping your money uninvested on Fidelity. That's what I use. And so with Herbert's average salary of $52.5 million over uh, for one year, he could just earn an extra $2.6 million on top of that in interest. And, and the whole $262 million would net him over $13 million a year in interest, just, just not even doing anything with his money. So this guy will never run out of money. Um, he could give away probably a hundred thousand dollars a day and, and wouldn't run out of money's edge. I mean, it's just ridiculous what having money does when, when you, when you have it. That's pretty good stuff. I, was <laughs> gonna say, I should look into that fidelity. I mean, my, uh, just, yeah, don't leave it sitting in your bank account, put it in fidelity and just leave it. It's called SPACs. It's just their money market sweep account. And they pay you a monthly dividend. Um, that basically is netting out to 5% yearly. You just keep it in there where rates are at. Interesting. I mean, my, I'm with PNC at the moment and they're, their uh, virtual wallet savings account, 4.3%. So not too far behind. That's pretty good. That's pretty good for a bank. Most yeah. banks, I feel like, still give you like 1% or something. Yeah, it's low in, in most of them. But there's a couple out there. PNC, uh, Ally Financial, kind of the all virtual one. They're over 4%. So you're seeing some response from banks. Hey, we want your money, given given where the market's at right now. So, all right. Good, good little finance uh, tidbit in the middle there. But... Yeah, I like Herbert, especially on the fantasy realm. I have not been able to draft him yet. I think Herbert's due for due for a pretty big year. I mean, it seems did they like make they, the playoffs last year? Chargers. Yeah, they lose round one in the playoffs. I think they did. I think you might be right about that. Or no, well, remember, so they had the year where they all they needed was the tie to get into the playoffs, and they didn't. That was two years ago, correct? Um, yeah. So I think last year they might have come in for a game. Um, because that's a team, yeah, that's a team I feel like that's underperformed Herbert to get such a big contract, but I mean, it makes sense, he really is that good. I would have paid him too if I was if I was the team, so makes sense. But it's just crazy, like how much the quarterback makes, and then like the rest of the team, like it's you're kind of scrambling to fill out the rest of the team with, with the cap, as you said. Yeah, uh, I'm glad you brought it up because I wanted to never think of that game again. It was my wild card weekend lock. I had them to beat the Jaguars, and they blew the 28-point lead they had or whatever. I mean, gosh, yeah, they were one and done. And I did have that flush from my memory until just now. So thank you for resurfacing that pain. Um, I will say, yeah, I think when you look at the NFL, the Eagles return, you know, talent on both sides of the ball. Hurts is, I think, probably a popular pick for the MVP. Um, I look on the AFC side of the ranks – the Bills have not been able to kind of crack down that door. Um, they haven't been able to solve that puzzle. They lost to the Bengals in the playoffs last year. I mean, it's the usual suspects in the AFC, the Chiefs, the Bills. Uh, the AFC East should be strong behind them. I think it's it's rare that you see the Patriots probably slotted into that fourth preseason ranking in the AFC East. But I think, year, so. yeah. I, think, I think this year that's probably justified. Um, and then – and on the fact that the AFC North proves to probably have four four teams that should, I don't want to say title contend, but they all should t- contend for with the three wildcard spots in effect now. I think they're all very much in that realm of possibility. Um, I'll tell you what, it, if you have to make a Super Bowl pick right now, not to throw a gun to your head right away, but I don't know what direction you lean. The AFC just seems to be... Head and I don't want to use the term head and shoulders stronger again, but uh, they do seem to be a little cut above the NFC when you think about it in terms of depth of talent. Yeah, I totally agree. The AFC looks tough, t- 
tough to get through. But that's like where you would be like, well, maybe I just want to take the Eagles out of the out of the NFC to win it because they they seem to have maybe an easier road. But um, I mean, I want to take Cleveland, but if I don't take the Browns to win the Super Bowl, um, and I, I mean, I like Buffalo. I like Buffalo to get over the hump. I think that's a good pick. I mean, the Chiefs, the Chiefs could just do it again too. But I, I like Buffalo. I like Josh Allen. I think he's he's going to have a great playoff run if he can stay healthy. It's I mean it's it's a crapshoot week week zero still for the NFL. <laughs> I am. I am so tired of Mahomes each and every yeah, year. Yeah, I know. It's I really almost, don't want the Chiefs. And I, I see it now from the lens of which people probably felt about LeBron and the Cavs. Like, they just got tired out, like, lebron out, if you will. They they said, all right, and, I, and I'm going to choose. I prefer Jordan over him. It's just you, People get tired of excellence, and that's how I feel about Mahomes and the Chiefs. They have two titles to show for it. I'd love that they could just take a couple years off, you know. I feel like uh, Kirk Cousins might might make a run this year. Really? No Delvin Cook anymore. Alex well, Manson being the yeah. guy there. And um, now he's got the wide receiving talent. No more Adam Thielen, though. Jeff- Justin Jefferson, uh, they just drafted Jordan Addison um, from Pitt. Or I mean, just USC, the, I should say. The, the NFC doesn't have, like, a, a ton of – like, who wins the NFC South? How about that? Let's look at that. New Orleans, Tampa, Atlanta, Carolina. Who wins that division? I think I would take the Saints. I think I would take the Derek Saints. Derek Carr, the Saints. Derek Carr, Chris Olave. Uh, I don't. I never know what's going on with uh, Elvin Kamara, Kamara, whatever. I, I he's a guy I just don't even understand. Like he's so good when he's on the field, but I kind of take the Saints. I think they've got a lot of guys that have been on that defense for a while. Uh, Cameron Jordan still anchors that defensive line. His last last I checked. I would take the Saints, but I don't think you can feel confident about any of them. Um, you know, I mean, Panthers new coach. Bryce, yeah, Bryce Young could really win Rookie of the Year and win his division. I think that's possible. I honestly have not come into this episode prepared because I didn't even look at Rookie of the Year odds. Um, no, I, mean, I just didn't. So that's it's got to be. It's, I mean, it's either him or Anthony Richardson, most likely, right? Or or Bijan Rob, I guess Bijan Robinson's probably. Hey, he might be don't sleep on C.J. Stroud. Stroud, you know, he's getting the starting nod too. So see what he can do over like there in that. Houston. D'Amico Ryan's first year head coach. Um, you know, I think there's something to be said about Texans playing for a guy that played for their for their franchise for a while. Look out for Houston. No more Davis Mills running the show over yeah, there. Yeah, two rookie QBs in that division. That'll be good. Damian Pierce is is a guy that's really hot in the fantasy spectrum. They're like, this guy's getting, you know, he's a three down back. Um, my sleeper is the wide receiver for the, the Texans, Nico Collins. He's got a 6'4 frame. Hasn't really taken off, but he, he had Davis Mills. You know, he got he's a young guy, let Stroud throw to a big target. He, he was used to throwing to a big target last year in Marvin Harrison, so... I like Nico Collins as a late round pick. Don't don't look away from him, especially if they're going to be playing from behind most weeks. I think there's going to be a lot of yards to be taken from there. That's a good that's a good fantasy transition, I think. And we can we can start talking more fantasy football with the sure. with that wide receiver pick. When what what round is Nico Ryan's going in, Zed? When are you when are you going to target him? Nico Collins. Nico uh, Collins. <laughs> yeah, it's D'Amico Ryan's the coach. And, yeah, I just uh, yeah. it's okay. My it's waves okay. got crossed. Yeah. Understood. Um, I think he's probably available like 13th, you know, 12th, 13th round. You know, I don't want to just go all, giving all my secrets, but I think that's a fair one to look into. I'll put him on my um, round 11 list for our draft next week. All right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Of course you will. After I take a kicker in defense, of course. That's right. That's my running joke. Frank loves taking Justin Tucker around nine. That's his, you know, his calling card in the league. But I'll tell you what, he's consistent. I mean, I actually don't know if Tucker finishes as kicker number one every year. No. I mean, I mean, it just depends like who gets the most field goals. I feel like. Yeah, extra points only do you so much, and it depends what kind of year the Ravens' offense is having. But just from a football fan perspective, you know that he is number one in terms of reliability. Um, another name to watch out for in the later rounds, I think Raheem Mostert, former Brown, now a Dolphin. Jeff Wilson just went on the injured reserve, so he's out for the first four games. Um, Mostert's going to be splitting carries with a rookie back. Devin Achane. Um, I, I got him in my my other dynasty league as a rookie. Yeah, pick. Okay. yeah. I think that'll be four, three speed. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But it, it, it's a rookie. I mean, I'm, I'm thinking long term for him. 
I'll tell you what, rookie running backs is not a bad way to go. Um, but, you know, you've seen some rookies step in, and that's what you have to do in the NFL nowadays. If you're not a rookie running – if you're a running back and you're young, you got to perform early. Otherwise, you're, you know – Yeah, I took uh, Isaiah Pacheco two years ago. So. You did. You were high on him, and I think yeah. he's, he's – well, I, I had Edwards Alaire, who's just okay. – he's been a bust. He was a first-round pick in, like, the actual draft, like NFL draft. Yeah. That, he's a bust. He was, no, he was decent true. at LSU, but that was because he had Joe Burrow, Justin Jefferson, and Jamar Chase on his offense. I mean, I think I think they were more focused on the passing game. I think that's fair to say. No one's no one would disagree with you on that. You'd but want I, more out of a first round pick. I took Pacheco as a safety safety guy just because I thought Edwards Alaire was falling off, and I think it it worked out for me. But James, if you had the first pick in a draft in a fantasy draft, who would you take? I, I don't think it's my answer is kind of boring in that I would say Justin Jefferson, but I, I'm i a little more bearish I, on Jamar Chase than most. He's kind of that guy in in contention to be, uh, you know, the one-two punch, but I would really like Jefferson one. I, I so I have the first pick again in our league, like, of course. my Our little whatever whatever you call that thing that we did to just determine the draft order. Oh, yeah, uh, the, the race, the 100-yard rush. Yeah, my guy won again this year. Um, and so I have the first pick, which I don't feel great about. I took Christian McCaffrey last year. I could run it back with him with CMC. I think he's going to have a good year in um, out in San Fran. But I like the Justin Jefferson idea. I just talked about Kirk Cousins having a having a big season. So maybe I do go receiver. We'll see. Maybe I, maybe I trade for it. I'm picking at number four. I You know, you could slip back. When's when's Tony Pollard coming off the board? He's so we we did not talk about the Cowboys and that was oversight on our part because he's now the the main guy there. No more Zeke. Zeke is in New England. Um, I think there's something to be said about Pollard. He's he's fringe round one, round two. Yeah, he's ranked sixth. Yeah, I can't. I'm not going to be able to get him at 24. I was hoping I could go Justin Jefferson, Tony Pollard, but. I no, I mean, it. Nick Chubb is the other guy that's probably right there with Pollard in terms of ranking because they're both, you know, no more Hunt for Chubb and no more Zeke for Pollard. I think those are two guys that are now going to be the lead horses. We'll see how they do with the improved volume. But, I, might, but, I might do uh, Justin Jefferson, Alexander Madison. Wow. Go and then get Kirk Cousins. Just get the whole Vikings team. Become a Vikings fan. Vikings fan all of a sudden. How about yeah, that? Yeah, why not? Why not? Aaron Rodgers no longer in their division. What do you think about the Jets? Uh, overrated. I would take their season long under if I could. I think it's right around 10 and a half, 11. Um, I think they're they're good. Rodgers makes them better. Garrett Wilson's, you know, we, we were a fan of him at Ohio State for a long time. We saw the talent, and they've got Brees Hall, Dalvin Cook now. They've got all these big names. It, it sounds sexy on paper, but you got to see it gel and, and before you, you know, have all this hype. So I I think it's easy for me to hate on them, you know, but I think to last year how the Browns were up two scores, they blew that game against them. And that was against Joe Flacco. You insert Aaron Rodgers. I'm trying to think what else did they revamp besides Delvin cook, Aaron Rodgers, kind of, kind of stars that that have been on the top of the league, but are on the back nines of their careers. Um, I guess I don't know a ton else about what they did necessarily, but I I think, hmm, as I think about that division, I mean, we we said Bills. I think the Jets are probably you probably do slate them too at the AFC East, but then the Dolphins too. No, I like the Dolphins. You do like on top of the Jets. All right, I probably yeah. I don't know. I mean, I I like both the Dolphins and Jets coaches. Um, I like Rob Sala. I think he's a good coach. So I don't know. I mean, I yeah, I can take in the Bills though. I guess that's what I said. Taking the Bills Vikings. That's gonna be my matchup. Okay. Wow. That's good. I don't want. I don't want to be boring because I would take the Bills myself, but um, I might have to. Um, I, do the, do I, the, I just want it to happen too. I want. I no, want, I mean, I want the Browns to to make it. Do the Browns make the playoffs? I think yes. I think it's. A I'm success. not. I'm not. It's a successful season in Cleveland. I'm not not putting my money where my mouth is. I want that to happen. I'm a little in your heart. Do you feel it that it's going to happen or no? No, I don't. I, I don't have that feeling. A lot of people I know do. And that's, I, I don't know if I'm just that pessimistic now or if. Or real. You're a realist. Maybe I'm, maybe I need to be the one talking people off the ledge. 
the issue is like we're gonna really struggle in our division i think i mean maybe i'm wrong but we start with the Bengals week one and if we don't win that game i don't see us going above 500 in our division that's fair yeah no i agree it that there's big implications from week one look at last year browns beat the panthers everyone felt you know high high by and large Cade york was on top of the world and then he sucked the remainder of the year and He's shipped out the door out of the Tennessee Titans practice squad. I, I kind of think that was a quick move with Cade York. I mean, I don't know. I guess he's been terrible all preseason, but he's got a boot. He does. He does. I mean, I, I get it, though. It, you can't kick 65% for your career like our, our friend on the block back did. <laughs> I don't know. He won an MVP. He did. Cade York, York on MVP watch in, in three or four years. Watch out. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. Always good for a laugh. Um, no, yeah, I guess you go Bills and, and Vikings. Man, I, I have a hard time believing the Eagles don't get back there. Um, just looking, I mean, you, you have a case with the Cowboys, you do, if they catch the Eagles. I'm low on the Niners. Everyone's like Brock Purdy's going to be a stud for the Niners. I think, I mean, they have a great coaching staff, but I think they're they're not going to be a threat in the playoffs, in my opinion. All right. All right. I could see that. Um, yeah, I, mean, I don't we just, know. What to, just haven't talked about them. That's fair. I don't know what to make of the NFC North. Like, if there's a division, I don't know who's going to win. I know I probably do lean with you on the Vikings. Justin Fields is a guy in uh, Chicago <laughs> that everyone's yeah. saying is going to take that leap. That'd be a fun team to make the playoff. Yeah, we'll see. I I'm not high on the Packers. I'm not very high on the Lions. Everyone's talking about the Lions Chiefs Week One NFL kickoff. I. I don't have the juice from that necessarily. I know the Lions beat beat Green Bay to send Aaron Rodgers out of Green Bay, um, but I'm not, I'm not seeing the Lions who have you know I, I they're guess. they're a team that'll compete in a lot of games, but they're not. I don't know. They're not a they're not a team that's gonna make it to the NFC title or anything. No, they, they could be a they'll be around five hundred of it. I think the Seahawks will be something to contend with. Geno Smith, after one year under his belt, he's yeah, now got I belief like, in I him. Like that. I like uh, that. Kenneth Walker at the running back position. You had Smith and Jigba with Lockett and DK Metcalf. I mean, their offense is lethal if, if you let it be. I, I know I'm a Geno Smith fan too, so it's easy for me to say that, but I really think they've made the investments around him that they kind of mean business and they're in a, a rather – weak division aside from maybe the 49ers and like you said i think there's realistic questions with purdy um and sam darnold as their backup there i i don't know yeah you have, I, you have thoughts on a we could i mean we we can make huge predictions but we could let's do a week one prediction survivor pool is back okay. right yeah yep, that's do you, do you have a thought on who you're taking week one to for sure win the game uh i have thoughts i definitely have thoughts i in fact, I like your Vikings week one. The Buccaneers come into Minnesota. Baker Mayfield, uh, who actually did win the last time he played in Minnesota with the Browns, played a really terrible game, which they won 14 to whatever it was. Uh, yeah. What was the final score of that game? I was there in Minnesota. I kind of like that. The, the line for the game is six points. I think you're going to have a lot of people that take um, the Ravens hosting the Texans, and that's just, you know, probably the smart pick but see i like cj stroud i think he could come out and impress but john harbaugh against rookie quarterback that's probably your safe pick but that's where the the masses of the public's going to go i think so i i always like to steer away from what is that surefire pick um seahawks get the rams at home i always like taking a home team and i am historically not very good at these but (laughs) that seahawks rams game the rams were just so disappointing last year but I don't know what condition Matthew Stafford's in, so I'll do do a little more research there. But gun in my head right now, I would probably take the Vikings against the Buccaneers. What about you? Matt Stafford said he's struggling to relate to the younger players. I did see that title. That's a good headline there, yeah. I I think I took this team week one last year, and they came through for me, so I might do it again. Baltimore is at, at home against Houston. Yeah. Um, CJ Stroud's going to – I mean, I think he's going to have a decent year, like you said, but uh, – think the Ravens are going to be a little too much for him week one and Lamar is going to be electric week one he's the healthiest he'll be all year (laughs) 
All right, that's fair. So you are going with the masses, the one I said I'm going to avoid. That's oh, that was the masses. I, I yeah. missed that. Yeah, yeah. No, I think that's that's probably because that's a 10-point spread. There's no other spreads week one that are double digits. Um, and so I, I like to look at the spreads. Obviously, I want to take a favorite um, just from a higher probability standpoint. But I Is Cleveland a favorite? No, they are two-and-a-half-point dogs Money at home against, against the Bengals. That's exciting. Love it. <laughs> Love it. Doubt the Browns. Love yeah. it. All righty. I, I think with the survivor pool picks, we have anything left in the NFL before we wrap this bad boy up. But I got I got else? nothing. I got Let's nothing. Say, I'm right. pumped. Yeah, I know. We're I'm excited too. Let's wrap this up. Let the people go watch their football, go on with their Labor Day weekends and such. But all right, we gave the little finance tidbit on Herbert's contract earlier. Let's just do the two minute drill to wrap us up and what are we investing in? Um, could be stock, could be anything. I'll, I'll give you a twofer. I'll say, first of all, Justin Fields passing yards. I think the number's right around 2850, 2900. That's not a lot of yards when you, you have quarterbacks throwing for 4,000 plus. I know Fields is a runner. That's what he's really made his, his name on um, to this point. But he is himself came out and said um, he was going to be a better passer this year. His direct quote, oh, I, what was it? I need to grab that he guaranteed 4,000 passing yards so um he said he plans to do that this year he threw for 2200 last year um, but he guaranteed to nearly double that to go to 4,000 so if you think he's even telling a little bit of truth the 2900 you know yard mark pretty uh pretty cheap I'll, in that regard yeah I'd buy that with you I'd all right my two fur I like the Disney stock I think everyone's down on Disney okay uh, cord cutting, you know, you've heard those trends for years on years. They're at a nine-year low on their stock. So I I could be wrong there, but I know I'm getting it at a cheaper price than if I bought any time in that last nine years. And I'm not going to buy in all at once, but might do a share here or there and kind of dollar cost average my way in uh, just to kind of hold for the long, long run. Because with all these streaming services, and I understand Disney Plus hasn't taken off the way they wanted it to. You talk about some of those other business factors. I think they still have, I mean, they have their old CEO, uh, Bob Iger, I think was the he's name. He's back. He's back. Yeah, he's back in town. Um, I, I think they're, they're still a solid enough base there uh, that I'm, I'm okay with where they're at. People say it's a value trap. Yeah, I, I'm a value guy. I, I like value. I like it at, at Marshall's. I like it at the dollar store. I like it with a stock here or there. All right, that's enough of what I'm investing in. Uh, yeah, I'm a value guy, but well, what do you what do you? I invest mean, in? on the Disney front, it's it's interesting. Um, I don't hate it. I mean, they've they've definitely fallen a ton of stock. So yeah, better to buy now than to buy it a year ago. Um, but their margins have been falling. Their profit margins have been falling. Um, their parks business, the labor is is expensive. And the big thing that worries me is. They're kind of exhausted the brand of uh, of Marvel and Star Wars. Like people just aren't as jazzed up for for new Marvel movies or new Marvel shows or new Star Wars shows. I mean, they're still popular, but they're not making these billion dollar blockbuster movies like they were a few years ago. Um, I might have already talked about the stock before that I like is Nintendo, kind of an adjacent field in a way, uh, mostly focused on video games though and consoles. They got the Switch Two coming out probably. Christmas 2024, before Christmas 2024. I bet it's this time next year that it's going to be announced. Um, okay. and, and the Switch is literally the best-selling console, I think, of all time, the Switch. So I think wow. I will say they flopped on their second Wii. The Wii U or whatever it was was a big flop for them. Mm -hmm. um, but I think the Switch 2 is going to be a big success. I think they have over 100 million people with the Switch right now. And um, they also have kind of been foraying into the movie business into the content business with their their super mario movie i think it's i think it's in the top 15 grossing movies of all time now uh second best second best movie of the year now i think barbie overtook it uh like a week ago or something um we both said we haven't seen the barbie movie but um, that's correct james said he likes the soundtrack a little bit i do that that much i do um but so i like nintendo stock i think uh i think the switch 2 is going to be a nice catalyst over like the next two years and they have like a huge cash cash position on their balance sheet not much debt if any debt i don't think they have any debt so it's a i think it's a pretty low risk um decent reward type investment opportunity and i don't i don't know about 
investing in a, a I'm just going to invest in the Browns. I'm going to take us making the playoffs, whatever the, the odds are. I'm going to go, I'm going to go take it. I think it's like minus 110. I don't know if it's changed much, but I, I respect that play. Invest yeah. with your heart. It never goes wrong. We've always, <laughs> said, that. We've always said that here on Fade to Play. I like that. Invest with your heart. Yeah. You got to risk it to get the biscuit. That's our slogan. We, that is correct. That is, we didn't trademark it, but it's on the logo. I'm not just <laughs> All right, James. Well, this has been a pleasure. Pleasure of a 97th episode. You're darn right it is. We'll get to 100 here before you know it. Um, you got a song you've been listening to? You mentioned the Barbie soundtrack. I, I'm so excited for Labor Day weekend, for, for the start of football. Uh, Dance the Night Away by, by uh, Dua Lipa. Man, that's a, it's a banger. I think you can you could hear that at a wedding. I don't know if it's might not be out on the wedding soundtrack yet. You got to make sure DJs are in touch with, you know, you got to play the oldies. Don't get me wrong at a wedding, but sneak in one or two that are like pretty new and, and you'll get people going. I think that one will. Um, and I actually heard it at a music trivia I was at and it was just like, name that tune. And I was like, I couldn't. And it stumped me. And I was a little upset. I'm like, I know I, I can recognize Dua Lipa when I hear her, but I didn't know that one. I hadn't seen the Barbie movie. But believe me, ever since I got that one wrong, I now have it locked in up top. So give that one a listen. Day, you know, if you're that excited for football like me, you can dance the night away as well. Uh, on that note, number seven, number 97, come to a close here from Frank and James. Thanks for listening and best of luck out there. As you enter your fantasy, survivor, betting, betting seasons in the football spectrum. So we wish you all the best here from pay to play. And don't forget to risk it for the biscuit. Go Browns!